0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of May twenty third, two thousand twenty two. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber in Chicago. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, the University of Michigan women's golf team has finished up their season. We'll tell you how they fared at nationals in Arizona. Also, get you some results from the division two and three finals. Hunter has been working really hard behind the scenes this week. So Uh, men's D one finals are coming up this week. One player from Oakland university has qualified. We'll tell you all about that. Take you around the tours with the corn Ferry LPGA champions and Latino America. And we'll take a look forward at the Charles Schwab at another great Perry Maxwell design this week, colonial golf club. But first what a wild finish. On Sunday at Southern Hills, Hunter, your takeaways from the PGA Championship won by Justin Thomas.
1: He's back, and it feels good. He is back. do you think? God, that was... Uh...
0: Well, we talked about it last week, right? How long it had been, yeah. and the fact that he was due, strokes gained due to pull out a victory prevailed this week. Uh pretty incredible what he did particularly in the first two rounds in the bad weather wave
1: oh that was incredible I swear he I don't say he plays better in the (laughs) he plays I mean he is one of the better like hard condition players I've it's amazing watching him work the ball uh, in those windy conditions it was it was spectacular I don't know how what he what he ended up shooting he was he shot 67 67 I believe he did Yeah and the only be down by by three shots to um I guess it was Will right on going after Friday with like where they played the whole back nine it seemed like the last 12 through 18 eh, 11 through 18 where there was no wind on Friday. Like mm-hmm. That golf course mm-hmm. was was prime for the picking for those guys that that got that the luckier wave so for him to post that number and ask six and only be down by three going in the weekend and then i don't know did you see uh kevin van Valkenburg's article has been going around that he he posted or he wrote some article comparing uh i guess not comparing justin thomas and rory mcelroy to tiger and how they'll they don't have that that killer instinct that <laughs> that tiger has after they both played pretty poorly on Saturday. Ooh, and
0: then Ooh, maybe wait a day on that? Yeah, and,
1: and I really like Kevin. I think he, I think he's really good on Twitter. Uh, has a lot of really good takes, <laughs> but that was that was a tough one. What were well,
0: you? I, I was impressed with JT. I mean, I was disappointed that I don't normally bet under twenty, but I was disappointed that I didn't have more interest in, in him of my own because uh, it made so much sense seeing how the golf course ended up requiring shot making and shot shaping. And obviously we know JT really excels at that. Um, but I think if we're going to talk about JT, we have to talk about Mito and Will. What did you make of Mito's eighteenth hole and do you have a strong take on his decision to hit driver on
1: eighteen? Uh I don't think it was a bad play. I think it was a bad swing. I, I mean like he's but he was hitting driver well all day and somebody made the point on I don't know who it was, but they said he still needed a par a par or a birdie to win the golf tournament. Like that still needed to happen to to not get him into a playoff. So like hitting a hitting a three-wood or hybrid on a on a 470 yard hole is not exactly might have ended yeah it could have ended exactly. up being
0: criticized yeah had the result you know been uh whatever he could have made five you know being short of the green and two or whatever because he had a 235 approach into the green because he pulled his three wood off the tee or whatever
1: so it's it's a it's definitely a lose-lose situation i don't i don't uh i don't I don't look back on that decision and say that was a a bad one. I think there was a it was a bad swing, but him I don't love him saying like, I like him going on TV afterwards, but I don't love him saying like, oh the pressure got to me, like I think he he essentially said like I crumbled, and I go I don't really. Well, he said just, he was just, nervous, which is totally that's totally fine, but I don't think
0: I don't think he said the words the pressure got to me.
1: That was, that might have been paraphrased. It was something, that was the (laughs) message he was trying to get across. I thought it was honest. Yeah, no, no no doubt it was honest. These
0: guys will tell you, you do get nervous. Like, your body feels different. JT talked about how he had an all-body chills type of a feeling when he, it was either after he hit the drive on 17 in the playoff, or when he kind of realized, maybe after Will, after he hit his, third you know got up to within tap and range on 18 and realized he was going to win but he called it an all, all body type of chills feeling and it can it works that way in the euphoric adrenaline sense but also in the sense of being really uncomfortable in your body feeling different i saw some of the some people on twitter um having something go around where mito looked like he got like struck by lightning when he when his driver connected with the ball off the 18th tee like he just the nerves you could see it in the gallery that he was not comfortable over that shot and it would make sense because he said i guess i was aimed a little bit too far to the right like he was almost like he if he made a bad swing he didn't it felt like his normal swing you know Yeah.
1: yeah to him
0: it's sad to see someone lose a golf tournament I mean that 18th is a bear. It's a brutal hole and we've seen the the collapse in you know the 2001 US Open at Southern Hills if you didn't go back and watch that which was eventually won by Retief, I mean they made they looked like 12 handicappers the last couple of groups coming up 18 in that a 01 finish too. Um
1: I would have liked to see him. Get There's no play. such
0: thing as an 18th hole. That's too hard, but that it's just like, that's a good thing. We had a three hole playoff. Cause it was like, if he had lost and there was only, and what, like say, let's say will bogey's 18 and JT just wins. I thought that would have been like, happen.
1: that's what it would have
0: been like. Oh my gosh. They, they, they both, you know, they both blew it. So it is kind of anticlimactic. It's good you have the three-hole playoff to recover. But, man, Mito won that tournament through 71 holes. That was impressive the way he held it together for 35 holes on the weekend. It's not like he was playing great, but he did enough to be in the lead on the 18th tee, which I think most of us would have said was not going to happen Saturday morning, even those of us. Who
1: love Mito and friggin bet Mito every week except this week? Yeah, no i uh, <clears throat> i t- i told my um, i told my buddies it felt like we were watching some of the worst putting I've ever seen. Like from just about everybody, nobody made a putt, and that was just between who was in contention. Mito's putter stopped working for him because I think it was working very well on Saturday, I, if I remember, because strokes gain were were really good, but then. He had, he made a few par saves. Um, I'm thinking of one on the back side, or maybe it might have been nine, that he got up and down. That was a pretty, seemed like a really I mean, ballsy, ballsy putt for that situation. But I don't know. He
0: made some big putts. He was looking like K. H. Lee at Craig Ranch. It was like, dude, the size? This guy's not gonna miss. Like, it's he's just gonna do it. And then he blocked the drive on eight, you know, 18, and it was like, oh.
1: Uh, if he made that putt in seventeen, then, which he should have. Then we're yeah. probably wouldn't be having this conversation.
0: Um, yeah. What about yeah, what? To, what about? True. Okay. The, uh, speaking Will- of the putting, <laughs> I want to ask you in a minute what you thought of the golf course. But the putting, the vultures are circling the still living body of Will Zalatoris. Are you among them? I have seen the videos now. They're all over Twitter of his backstroke, and everyone is all in on ripping will for his putting and he's never going to win anything of consequence with that putting stroke
1: so i i have uh i have two thoughts i when i saw the one that's circling on twitter right now where he it's like a two-footer and he takes it back <laughs> and it like j- jiggles all around i saw that one live and my jaw hit the floor like with it. I, I like
0: it's like he's doing a TikTok video. I- <laughs>
1: You're so old.
0: My, my putter god. don't wiggle, wiggle. Oh my god, you're so old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> you know some. Is that like, bad? <laughs> why does that make me old? <laughs> I I guess I, I just don't even know. You're, I don't even know what you're referencing. <laughs> um,
0: that's fine. You don't. So, so, I, so I
1: saw that one live, and that was. It's
0: bad if you haven't seen it. It looks so.
1: It was. It was one of the. And I. I. I'm one that struggles. I the last couple of years I've really struggled with my putting. And I the Y
0: I P S.
1: Yep. So I don't think I've ever had a Y word that's looked as bad as what that stroke was. So I'll have I'll have it where I'll flip my hands at impact, but it's it's never like that going back. That I mean Well, he's
0: double pumping and just on that one. He didn't double pump. But I guess the Lark and the double pump is fine because I think eventually it's, it slows his backstroke down. And he eventually gets the putter where he needs it. But the real the pressing question I think is he didn't win. He's keeps getting close, lost the playoff at the Farmers, second at the Masters whenever that was 2 years ago. What you know like what do we think ultimately the consequent like do we see this do we think he should have won this tournament? and how big of an impact do you see this putting sort of making in his career?
1: Oh, I think it's huge. Like I like I just said, with my putting woes, people like know you have putting woes and then that's all you think about. And like, this is just exasperated with the fact that he's on the PGA Tour and everyone is talking about it. I don't even, I can't even imagine what's going through his head right now. I would be, I would be- So you think it's gonna
0: affect him mentally?
1: I think so. I, we'll have to get our stat guys on this, I, His been, reputation. Yeah, I've been thinking about this for since Sunday. Uh, we'll get the stat guys on it on it real quick. The, do you think he's ever won a golf tournament by one? Like going into the last hole, leading by one. I think he's never done that. I think he's had to have oh, a cushion geez. for like every time he's won. That putting stroke wins golf tournaments. It can't. He made that great well, putt in eighteen. So I, that's where I like I guess he makes them when that matters, but. He missed, I mean, he missed enough where, but,
0: but I would Peter. push back a little bit and say, look at who he lost to. That guy that, that is, is a, a notoriously that is a... poor putter. And it's not like he putted the lights out.
1: Oh, I I think this is different. Uh, This
0: week, have we? Did you watch Colin Morikawa putt at all this week? That guy has already won two majors, and he looks mystified over the ball when he's holding his putter. I know he just put the line on it for the first time this week because he started doing that with Vic at the uh, Zurich in New Orleans. But I mean, the putter. The perception, we think the putter is more important probably than it is and that the players realize that you can win tournaments with or without your putter on the PGA Tour. Zalatoris has to get to where he's not one of the worst putters on tour, but somewhere near the middle-ish. And I thought the double pump thing was actually working. He made some nice putts. The first couple days. And he doesn't seem like a guy who's affected by pressure.
1: No, no, um, not at
0: all. No, I, I think he thrives in the, you know, when the lights are brightest. But, you know, I would, it's I, typically when we start saying this guy is in deep trouble or what's up with this guy that here they come. You know, like I think Zalator is going to be live again at the country club. Why should he not be? Like the way that he ball strikes it. On golf courses with tall rough, his ability to keep it in the fairway with his driver and then be one of the best iron players on the tour. Like he has to play really badly tee to green to play himself either off the cut line or out of contention. So
1: yeah,
0: I don't he want- just needs a week or two where it pops. I don't think he's ever, he'll ever be a dominant player on tour, but I don't know that we're ever going to have dominant players on a PGA tour anymore. Like look at these Mito and Cam Young both had a really good chance to beat Justin Thomas on Sunday. These are guys who nobody knew as as recently as one year ago. Guys in their early twenties. I mean, these guys are just or mid twenties. It's just so much deeper.
1: And I, I want to make it clear. I don't. I don't think. I think Will will still win a major or two. But I think he is. We are missing out on something better than that, potentially I think it's like i think I still think he's going to be a good player, like you just said, but I think he could be because i do think he does i think he i mean the the finishes kind of speak for themselves, whether we're taking those finishes as being not closing the job or just being there you know, only on his first couple of years on tour but and then back to that that was that was a little bit of a slight at Justin thomas I don't think justin thomas. I think he he, his stroke has never been like Will's. He's either, no, like, he's, I, he's either miss red greens or like there's, and I think like, like Bones is maybe Bones is going to be his is uh Lord Savior here. I'm not sure.
0: Man, Bones was getting a lot of the cred, huh? It wasn't he. <laughs> so I he's so, really you never see a caddy get that kind of pub.
1: I definitely I definitely think Justin could be a better putter, but I don't think they're quite on the same. I don't think they're quite on the same level.
0: Last 50 rounds, Justin Thomas is... Uh, I mean, we probably should look at a larger sample size than this, but you're right. Justin Thomas is 28th in the business for the Schwab field. because he hasn't withdrawn yet, which is crazy. Is he actually going to play this week? Um, and Zalatoris is 97. Zalatoris is losing about 0.3 strokes per round with his putter. So that amounts to over a full stroke over the course of a tournament. And the- That's what I'm saying. Like, can he be, can he get to like 75th on this list? That would be, if you're flat, if you gain, neither gain nor lose strokes on the field per round, you, you know, you're in like the top 80 to a hundred on tour. It's a
1: reasonable goal for him, I would think. Didn't he? Didn't he lead the the field in putting the first two days? Like he putted, he putted yeah. very well.
0: Yeah, which shows you how volatile putting is. Okay. I mean, you don't want to luck into it with your putter, but he doesn't have to get that much better with his putter. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, get a, a third of a stroke better per round.
1: I think if a stroke just looked better, people would just get off his back.
0: Probably so. Probably so. All right. What'd you think of the golf course? Cause obviously I made a big deal out of it last
1: week. <clears throat> I loved it. I, I, uh, I saw some, I saw a little bit of flack on Twitter that it wasn't yeah, Pat, the most Patton exciting. did not like it. The most exciting. Oh, I did see that too. Um, that it wasn't the most exciting golf course for like, just cause only two par fives, long par threes. There wasn't a ton of birdies being made, honestly. And that was just, and that that's nothing wrong with the golf course. I thought it was awesome.
0: I was 17 crazy.
1: was pretty exciting. I was totally fine with it. Yeah, 17 was awesome. And I don't know, I, did they just, how close were they playing that on Thursday and Friday? Was it drivable all week or just on Saturday and Sunday?
0: No, they actually made it, I think they made it shorter over the weekend. Don't they, quote they, me on they, that.
1: I Because I, I, I don't remember it being, because Cam Young made that eagle on Saturday.
0: And, and also remember that the wind was switching. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, when Cam Young made that eagle, I got fired up.
1: Yeah, he, I was thinking, uh, his putter. Speaking of quickly, of Cam Young, his putting is not the best I've ever seen either. No, no, no. <laughs> he no, may, he made no. or missed some putts that were like four or five feet. And I go, buddy, let's try at least get it past the hole a little bit.
0: Well, not very many of the top players in the world are are among the top putters in the world.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think that's. I don't know. Maybe that's a surprise to some people, but if you're looking at, that, I think the, if you look at the top, well, the top putters are Bo Hostler, who by the way is going to win this week. Danny McCarthy, Martin Trainer, who's probably the you know one of the weaker players on tour. Adam Long, one career win. Brendan Todd, Sam Burns would kind of be the first guy up there, and then Bryson. Where you're like, okay, those guys are really good ball strikers, and they're towards the top of, of the putting.
1: Yeah, what it would? I mean, overall, I thought it was a. I thought it was an awesome tournament. I, I saw. I think going into Sunday, people were were starting to. To count on another blowout, or at least another kind of boring Sunday, but it ended up being awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, people are. I. Uh,
1: it's amazing I... how the winds
0: of change blow, or however that expression goes. So you're talking about how people complaining about it's not very exciting golf. Literally, the week after Craig Ranch. And everybody complained about whatever the week when they complained the week after the Wells Fargo was too hard. You know, it's like they just, there's just professional complainers. And that's what, that's what Twitter's for. But I thought that they, I liked what Gil did. I liked that it was open yet still not easy off the tee. I think that's a really cool look. I thought visually it was great. The bunkers are the prettiest thing in the world and I know that they got some flag for the bunkers. And I know like Patton said, yeah. the golf course was overrated, which I totally understand. I mean, it got hyped up like it was the closest thing to Augusta national. And so I'm sure some of those guys had some pretty high expectations. Plus he said that like right after he got off the golf course, So big surprise. I say stuff that's way worse than that. Um, but it, it was good. I, I thought I was, you know, I was happy with it. I thought the around the green, like they were around the green, Cut short, killed Chaffler. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. This guy, so he
0: played, he didn't play great, T to green, but he certainly played better than missing the cut. And then he like flubbed a couple chips on the back nine on Friday, like the one on 18, it was 18 either 18 or nine, where he finished up. You couldn't call it a flub, but like it, he just landed it way too short and it gripped in the grain. And then he three putted.
1: <laughs> what, a flash, what a flash in the pan he was. I tell you, yeah, very, yeah, very funny. He was, might win Colonial too this was week. he? The, he was in the easier wave, wasn't he? Um,
0: no, I don't think so. I think he was in the tough wave. Yeah, the the easy wave was the AM PM draw, right? Sheffler teed up Thursday afternoon. Okay. Same as JT. Yeah, just uh, he played. He played fine. It is, he can't make every cut.
1: I mean, yeah, unless you're yeah. Tiger. And well, that's, I guess that's where we really got to start like <laughs> pounding down. When I heard those tiger comparisons a while back, like, the guy, not even tiger. I think there's like when Rom was on his streak, like, there's, you just don't miss, you don't miss the cut after like the, high, the streak you're just on. You just don't miss the cut. You got to make the cut. Especially yeah. At that golf course, after all the hype that this was like his favorite golf course. He shot 63 in the practice round, 64, whatever it was. Got to make the cut.
0: Well, you got to push back on the Tiger. It's really less about Scotty and more about the comparisons. Yeah. You know, we've done that on this show. We're not going to get we're not gonna carry away in that silliness. The only silliness we get carried away in is batting Bell Hasler every week. Did you see that he made the cut? the oh, way, he played well at the PGA. That's a horrible course for him. So he's live again this week. He heard it, he heard it here first. Uh,
1: I, I guess. When can when we go, touch on
0: Jordan Speed briefly since he was everyone's quality?
1: When we have time, I'd love for you to give me the course of the do fit Bo Hasler. Because <laughs> be quite.
0: <laughs> it's a short list.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trinity Forest. We don't play there anymore.
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> they locked him out. <laughs>
0: they, they it's because you can't go there, there can't, and can't not there have a health emergency because there's no trees. Um, Jordan Speeth, what would you think of his uh, performance? Are you disappointed that he did not achieve the career grand slam? And should we also t- who's more who was more disappointed this week, Rory or Speeth?
1: Um, probably. That's a good question. I don't know. I I, I would say I would say maybe Spieth. Um. Just I thought Roy, the
0: expectations.
1: Yeah, I thought Roy played played pretty good golf. I mean, just that that Friday round where the just killed him, absolutely killed. you I thought he played great on Thursday, but I thought Jordan Spieth has gained. Isn't has Jordan Spieth gained like twenty yards off the tee? Him actually Did being able to release the golf club is something. He can actually swing the golf club now.
0: Yeah, we talked about that last week. I think it. I really. I totally agree. It's I mean, it cool looks. You know better than me, but you, you know, know the swing better than I do. But when I watch it, I think that's way better.
1: Oh, it's so that's much better. way
0: better than it's not just that it's been the past two years while he's been working on it, but better than how he was swinging when he came onto the tour, where he was kind of like he's always kind of like hung on to everything and chicken chicken winged it. To a certain degree, if if that makes sense. So now it's like really releasing on the way through. And he can do that while hitting a cut, which I would like him to teach me that. Yeah.
1: I I was talking to a a buddy about it. Like that was, that was his problem. And that's the thing I, and that's pretty much what created all this Jordan Spieth hate in my mind is like he, his golf swing fundamentally was terrible. Like he had to hold on. Like he couldn't, he was incapable of like, I think of Rory McIlroy. Rory can just, like, when he gets to the good right spot at the top, he can just swing as hard as he wants on the way down. It's going to, it's, everything's in the right spot. Jordan had to hang on to everything. Like, he, because the ball, if he didn't hang on, the ball was going to go so far left. So he instantly lost, before the ball even, like, left the club face, it instantly lost 15, 20 yards. And then I saw on Thursday, he was hitting drives up there with Rory. And I go, holy moly. So it, it is, uh, very rarely do I say anything nice about Jordan, but this is—it is a a vast improvement, I think. Well,
0: I'm glad to know that you are on the uh, on the Jordan speech train with no, no, me.
1: Nope, no, 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 no. That was just a compliment. Maybe that means you'll even be not. betting him this week.
0: So I know that the Jordan converts usually come fast and furious. So welcome along for the ride. We're gonna have a great rest of 2022, and I'm glad you're gonna be able to be a part of it.
1: No, I think the only thing I said is he's gaining like 15 yards on the tee. I don't think I said anything. Swing looks. You
0: said you. You said you love him now, and you cheer for him every time he (laughs) tees it up. That's what I heard. Um. So before we go back to Texas, any more takeaways from the PGA Championship, and then if not, you can take us right into uh, what's been a busy season uh, in the collegiate ranks.
1: Yeah, we'll uh we'll get right into it. So I have a, I dug into my bag of tricks here. Um, so we'll start with the uh, Michigan women who played in the uh, NCAA championship in Scottsdale. They finished, uh, did not finish the best, finished in T20th, uh, but we did have some bright spots with uh, Haley Borgia and Ashley Lau, who, if you guys remember, they play uh, they play 54 holes and then there is a cut and uh, Michigan did not make that cut, but then they play 18 more holes to determine Uh, match play as well as the top individuals so both Haley and Ashley both qualified as individuals from teams that did not qualify for match play or did not make the cut rather Uh, they both ended up finishing t-13th so uh, congratulations to uh, Haley and Ashley Haley ended up winning in a I believe it was a two for four uh, playoff to even get into um, the last 18 of the 72. So, like I guess, congratulations to them. Um, and the second,
0: second, I know there's, I get it, like they, it would have been great to uh, make the cut and then make the match play, but second consecutive top 20 at Nationals and played exactly, uh, technically speaking, to their ranking as they were the 20th ranked team in the country and finished 20th at Nationals. So, I mean, to think this, there's, there's, when you look at those boards, there's not a ton of teams from the Midwest, so it, it's a serious accomplishment to even make it that far and to have a shot at the match play, which they really they did. They didn't play well on the third day, but they, uh, you know, they were hanging in there. They were not out of the conversation until the until the very end.
1: I agree. Uh, so moving on to um, the middle. Michel- blue. Yeah, go blue, Michigan State boys. <laughs> um, they ended up. They, I'm trying to find my golf stat real quick. Well,
0: while you do that, I'll tell you that James Piatt looks to be back in the field at Colonial this week for the Charles Schwab. Look at him go! Yeah, he's that's now I think believe the third time he's well, he will have teed it up. The reigning U.S. Amateur, of course, and and soon to be Michigan State graduate. I think he right. Yep. He's a senior. Yep.
1: Uh, so Michigan State uh, boys played in the uh, Bryan Regional in Texas. They ended up missing uh, the cut by what ended up being 17 shots. So they were only, they were six shots out of sixth place. But the top five, which consisted of Arizona, Pepperdine, uh, Texas A&M, Georgia, and Kansas. Uh, Kansas finished fifth there at plus three. And Michigan State finished back at plus 20. So uh, great season. Once again, like Peter was just saying, that's, a um, a lot of schools that can, that can play or that do play golf year round outside. So it's, it's good to see them competing at a high level. Yeah. You see
0: the, uh, like the thorough, like the uh, big programs really kind of come through at the end of the, mm-hmm. at the end, at the end of the year, you know, like they it's a lot of the who's who of college golf there up at the top did you have you did you watch any of the coverage last night?
1: I did not No. was there uh, was there coverage done?
0: It was coverage on last night tonight Tuesday as of recording this so if you're thanks for listening if you're listening on Wednesday night at seven on uh, on radio no Tigers game where Tigers already played today so um so we're on the radio uh but yeah Monday Tuesday, Wednesday of this week I think from five to eight. And then I'm, I think they're going to probably mirror that for the boys and probably even expand it a little bit when we get to that, uh, when we get to what, May 27th. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that is, uh, thank you for mentioning that. So May May 27th through uh, June 1st is the <clears throat> men's championship and uh, Thomas Giroux from Oakland was a uh, was an individual qualifier. So he is uh, in the field in Scottsdale here in uh, a few days. So congratulations to Mr. Drew.
0: And I understand you went digging through the uh, D2 and D3 scores to bring I, us some, I, some even more.
1: I got a little weird with it. We had the good stuff. We had the uh, NCAA championships for both uh, men and women and D2 and D3 over the last couple of weeks. We'll start with uh, Division Two for the men, uh, which was actually held at the uh, TPC of Michigan in Dearborn. Uh, the individual champion was uh, Joel Sylvan from Missouri-St. Louis. The, uh, the team champion was uh, Central Missouri for the stroke play. And then uh, the <coughs> match play champion were, was Lee University 4-1 over Oklahoma Christian. On to D3, Methodist took home the crown. They just won their 13th title and uh, first since 2018. Uh, The Monarchs who were led by uh, Andrew Che Che, uh, also claimed the individual crown finished at four under par ahead of uh, Webster's Will Hocker to complete the uh, Methodist sweep of both the individual and the team on to division two women's golf. The individual, uh, stroke play champion was, uh, Ahani, uh, servant from Academy of art, a school I had never heard of Peter. That's over in San Francisco. If you had not, uh, if you were not aware,
0: thank you for that information. I had never heard of that. So and that, now I know.
1: And now, uh, the champion of the stroke play, uh, event or the stroke play portion of the event was, uh, DBU, which is uh Dallas Baptist university. And in the, uh, match play portion of the event, um, Lee university beat, uh, Findlay in the, uh, like I said, in the match play. And then finally, <coughs> excuse me, in division three women's golf, uh, Ellen Dong from Emory University took home the crown and Emory also took home the crown in the team event at uh plus twenty three for the tournament. And we do have <clears throat> and then just quickly, well, just since we are a Michigan based podcast, uh, Grand Valley in the division two for women's did finish only five shots out of uh Five shots out of um <clears throat> making it to the match play portion of the event. And Peter, that's that's uh there's your D two and D three recap of the national championships. Uh, I don't really have anything for uh high school golf this week. Big North Championships are today, assuming I don't know. They're supposed to be a Gaylor Country Club. I don't know how that's uh all shaken out. So that was supposed to be today, and then uh, I would assume regionals is sometime next week, followed by uh, state championship.
0: We will effort those results for you guys. Or if you have those results, feel free to hit me up on Twitter and send them to me. We Great Lakes Golf will. Podcast.
1: Because uh, Traverse City Central is ranked uh, number two in the state. Uh, in Div- Big surprise. In Division One. so we will keep a close eye on them as well.
0: Yeah, cool. So again, if you have results from any of that, hit me up on Twitter, send me the results, I'll tweet them out. And um, we'll get them on the, get them on the show. You'd also get some of those players on the, sh- on the show. If you guys would be interested in that as well. So, or coaches, uh, looks like Central's likely to make a, uh, make a run. All right. So we've covered collegiate and high school. Do you want to take us around the tours real quick? I'm all eyes for on the PGA championship this weekend, but I know that the corn Ferry is in my neck of the woods this week at the Glen club here in Chicago.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll go ahead and get started with the Corn Ferry. So the Corn Ferry was in Kansas City this past weekend uh, at the Advent Health Championship. Trevor Cohn took home the championship at uh, minus 16th, followed by Taylor Montgomery at minus 15th, uh, MJ Duffy at minus 14th, and then a crowd favorite, Grayson Murray at 13th place. Or rather, not 13th place, 13 under par, T4th. And now, like you said, they are off to the, off to the Glen club. You got a little, uh, you got a little, I know you have, you're playing hosts this week. You got any little tips of the golf course, anything, anything worth mentioning?
0: Well, if you're listening to this episode, this time last year, we, we, uh, we did talk about the golf course a little bit and we backed uh, Nick Hardy. Joey wasn't, Joey Garber was not in the field here. Last year, I remember. um
1: I do remember this because you backed Nick Hardy like as some like sleeper pick, and you was first on the board.
0: At, like, well, I backed at, him. Like, I backed him before they released the odds, and then yeah, we found out was he like was the uh, he was the betting favorite. But I certainly never called
1: him a sleeper. Maybe it wasn't like sleeper, but it wasn't like it was kind of like a like a s want to say a sneaky pick, but you know what I mean. Like it wasn't. I didn't no, expect it. Wasn't it wasn't
0: it wasn't sneaky. I. I wasn't sneaky at all. He's on PGA tour, so we can't bet on him now, but if you do want to bet on an Illinois Midwestern player, Vince India is having a pretty good year. It's a parkland, uh, parkland style course, kind of newer, uh, used to be, oh, I want to say like an air force base or something like that. But, um, so I think it definitely favors bombers you can cut some of the dog legs or a couple longer par fours that if you're good with your driver, um it can really help you. And the fairways aren't like terribly tight, but there are some shorter holes. There's a mix of holes. So there are a couple forced layups in there too. Um it's a good it's a good golf course. They they go pretty low here. I think they get around 20 under-ish, maybe high teens. So plenty of birdies, great finishing. Uh, Par five, the 18th, which is a forced layup for me, but probably not for uh, most of the players in the field this week. So, if you're in this area, I would definitely go watch. I think it's a, it's like close to town, it's close to the city. You can get out there. I don't know what the parking situation is going to be like, but I'm looking forward to going out there and walking the golf course and watching some golf at the end of the week and over the weekend.
1: That'll be exciting. I wish we uh, could get a Corn Ferry tour event closer to Michigan.
0: Yeah, that course. would be good. That would be good. That would be good. We do have
1: the, – there's, there's
0: several in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously, they played the Victoria National at the end of the year as well as the Scarlet Course at, at Ohio State, which I think is another – Perry Maxwell had something to do with that boy. His name's just popping up a lot lately. But, yeah, how about like a – how about a Boyne USA Corn Ferry event?
1: Yeah, wouldn't be the worst thing.
0: Uh, okay. How about do we have an, uh, a yeah? We got hi, do me. we have our 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 mandatory Alex Scott update? Our buddy Alex Scott from Traverse City trying to make his way onto the Corn Ferry via Latino America.
1: Yes, we can do. Uh, I don't know if I believe they were off this week. Yes, they are off until the first week of June. Okay, confirm that right now. Yeah, June second through. So they are playing. They're playing this week in Mexico. Uh, so they're at, they're actually on a nice little s- stretch here of of three straight weekends, starting with Mexico, on to Colombia, and then another event in Colombia as well. So we got four events left for the season for him to make some moves. He has fallen back a little bit, so he's going to need a probably a win coming down the stretch, and then on to um, the LPGA tour. They were um, they were off last week after the Founders Cup, so now they are at the uh, Bank of Hope uh, Match Play event in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, that is running a little different event this week, so it's actually going to be a Wednesday through Saturday, uh, which I think is is great for women's golf. I think they should do more Wednesday through Saturday events, and it's going to be in prime time. So I think it's. All good. Uh past champion or defending champion rather was or is Ally Ewing, an American. So best of luck to the ladies. And there is your around the tours.
0: Thank you. Okay. Shall we look forward to the Charles Schwab? Another chance if you were if you're were a Justin Thomas backer, you get to reinvest at a golf course where we have all kinds of course history and knowledge. Um And if you missed on Justin Thomas, here's another chance. Uh, Colonial Country Club, Fort Worth, Texas, par 70, 7,200 yards. So same par as last week, same designer, Perry Maxwell. Um, But the golf course is quite a lot shorter. The maximum distance we can get to here is about 7,200 yards. If you look at player quotes, you know, like Kevin Na, for example, um, would tell you that this is one of the courses that he really likes. This year he's won here in 2019 over by four over Tony Finau because he says length really isn't a factor. Like this is a pretty – I'm on pretty equal ground with just about everybody here. Uh, so even though Jason Kokrak won last year and Daniel Berger in 2020 over Colin Murakawa, even though Tony Finau was second in 2019, as was Brook's. In 2018, bombers have less of an, always have an advantage, but less of an advantage at Colonial um, than they do at some of the other courses on tour. So that brings more of the guys into play here. Um, It's tight and tree-lined, more uh, strategic than length-oriented. It's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's bent grass grains which is really interesting for, uh, for Texas. This is kind of the house that Ben Hogan built. If you will, he was a member here, a fixture here. He, he tied for like fifth in this, in this tournament when he was 54 years old. Um, and what do we know about Ben Hogan? We think about him as being a quintessential ball striker who can hit it very straight all the way through the bag, uh, hit a tight draw, which a lot of players will tell you Colonial will favor a tight draw. Kevin not among those who th- says he thinks you had to hit a lot of right to left shots off the tee here. Jason Kokrak likes to hit the ball right to left off the tee winner last year um, and good in the wind. So it's cool because it's Texas golf, but it's kind of old country club style. So it, it's a cool, it certainly doesn't look anything like Craig Ranch. Uh, if you will. So, former winners, I mentioned Cochran beat Spieth last year. Berger over Macau- Morikawa the year before that. That was the year where it was the first event back after the COVID break. Really a stacked field. Not nah over Fina the year before that. Rose over Brooks. Kisner over Rahm and Spieth. And Spieth uh, was the champion here back in 2016 by three over Harris English. So, a lot of speed there. That's two seconds and a victory for Mr. Jordan Spieth, who understandably opened uh, very near the top of the odds board this week as we're back in Texas um, and on a course where he has had a tremendous amount of success. Winning scores are somewhat variable due to win, but kind of looking at like a minus 12 to minus 15. This is definitely on the tougher side as most par 70s tend to be because they don't give you quite as many birdie opportunities with only uh, two par fives. I should say the week before, the year before speed in 2015, Chris Kirk was the champion here. I do think he's he had a great week at the PGA and I do think he'll be really um, popular this week. So that's kind of a quick look at the golf course past champs for key stats. You have to hit it in the fairway here, but you don't necessarily need to be long and longer players can club down. Like Coke Rex says, he likes to club down here. Uh, you got to hit the greens to try to, uh, it's not just because it's fair at Maxwell. It's not totally dissimilar similar, from what we're looking at uh, last week. I mean, you want to hit greens and regulation so that you don't have to scramble your way around the golf course on every hole. So in order to hit greens and regulation, you need to be in the fairway. So you are looking at fairways, gain green and reg proximity, Par four scoring, scoring on difficult courses, bent grass greens. Um, before I get to the odds board, Hunter, any uh, anything I missed, or anything, uh, any players that you know for sure you want to target this week, regardless of the odds.
1: <clears throat> uh, I will, uh, I, I will agree with you that I don't think this is one of the nicer looking Texas courses. I feel like it's it's aesthetically a lot more pleasing than than some of the other um the other courses that they play in Texas. Is that is that uh, fair to say?
0: I would agree. Okay. I love this golf course. I think it's sweet. I mean, I think it's one of the better courses on the uh, the tour. Par 70 with a winning score you know like in the mid teens or even lower than that. It's hard hard to dislike.
1: Uh, I will be betting um, Mr. Brian Harmon this week
0: at big surprise thirty three
1: to one.
0: Thirty three to one.
1: Yeah, is that too low?
0: My goodness, you can do better than that.
1: I off the shop. I have to shop that number. Yeah, um,
0: 65, 65 to one on DraftKings. So where are you getting that number? Is that from Barstool?
1: What? Uh, what a
0: load of crap that is. Stop doing that. Sixty-five to one on DraftKings. He might be longer than that on FanDuel.
1: So that's that is. Uh, I will just have to go onto my FanDuel account and I will have to to give them some of my money, because uh, I love Brian Harmon. Uh, I believe <clears throat> I believe the stat is like the average the average age of a winner at this golf course is like thirty six years old. Brian <laughs> Harmon fits that uh, fits that mold pretty well. Uh, he has six top twenty fives here, I believe. In his, in his uh, career, which is uh, yep six top twenty fives since two thousand fifteen. So I mean, he hasn't. So whether it be a outright or a top twenty, top twenty number would put him.
0: Oh boy! Well, I'll tell you. Since you're on a, you <laughs> that, <laughs> he's plus two twenty to top twenty on DraftKings. I do think he'll be a popular pick this week. I think. You're not wrong in profiling that kind of player. I'd rather he did a little more with his ball striking than with his scrambling. Cause I think that would help him win potentially. Um, let's go through the board. Justin Thomas, for some reason is going to play in this event. It appears he's eight to one Scheffler's 10 to one. Morikawa second to so go 12 to one along with speed. Willie Z. Priced right next to Victor on at 20 to 1. Max Homa, 25 to 1. These are on DraftKings. Sam Burns, 30 to 1, had a good week last week. Billy Horschel, Daniel Berger, former champ. Kevin Na, former champ. Jason Kokrak, former champ. Taylor Gooch, had a good week last week, and Sung Im in back in, on the tour after COVID are all 35 to 1. At 40 to 1, Tommy Fleetwood, Harold Varner, Abe Answer. Webb Simpson. Tony Fino and rounding out the 50 to one and unders Mito Pereira Gary Woodland Davis Riley Cameron Dringali, Chris Kirk who I mentioned one here in 2015 and Troy Merritt obviously Brian Harmon not on that list because we haven't gotten to him yet who's your favorite among the 50 to ones and under and am I crazy to love Will Zalatoris <clears throat>
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I would take, I would, if, if Will and Justin Thomas were the same number, I would probably take Will this week. I don't think like Justin Thomas, what is Justin Thomas playing for? Why is he even here? I don't
0: know. He's got a withdrawal, I would think, but maybe not. Maybe he's just, maybe he really likes the golf course. I don't know if he's played here a lot. I mean, I love speed. I do to play speed in DraftKings. I think he, you kind of would be crazy not to play him but I maybe just fade the ownership then. Cause everyone else is going to play me hope for the best, but in terms of the outrise, like I love starting at the 20 to one, like Hovland and Zalatoris definitely both fit what you want here. And Willie Z is coming in in hot form like Jason Kokrek I know he had a great year putting it last year, but you can, if you are elite with the ball striking and like the wind gets up here and he handles that nicely, he might not need the, you know, like he might have, how many of those winners did I mention where Kokorek won by two last year, the year before that was a playoff. That was a four shot margin, a three shot margin. 2017 Kisner one was a one shotter, but 2016 was a three shot margin. So it's, it's not, Unusual to see two and three shot victories here, which would take the pressure off him down the stretch. I don't know if I can get all the way to Will Zalatoris at twenty to one. I mean it was in the forties and fifties last week. But again, maybe a draftings or a top ten, top twenty play, just plus one ninety to top ten. Um and then I'd I bet on Abraham answer. Am I becoming an Abe answer stan?
1: Sure feels like it.
0: A forty to one. I thought he was gonna play better. I can't remember when it was, and then he ended up popping last week. I did play him in DraftKings because again he was really underpriced. This is exactly the kind of Abe answer is a fairways and greens player. And he's a better bent grass putter than other surfaces. He made a lot of putts last week. Mm-hmm. So I thought forty to one was was fair. And then above 50, and I won't list them all, but you mentioned you like Harmon at 65. I like Munoz at 60, almost one at Craig Ranch, back to Texas. It's a little tighter for him off the tee, which I kind of worry about. Um, do you have a strong take on Ryan Palmer at 70 to 1? He's a member here, right?
1: Uh, I don't know that for. I would that would make sense. Um, I mean, when you think of Texas golf, you think of Ryan Palmer. So I don't. I would never outride him, but I could you never would. Yeah. No, but I could definitely That's a bit risky.
0: What about Tom Hoagie at the same number?
1: Well, now we might be getting somewhere.
0: And do you want to throw on another dog? Kevin Kisner is hard to figure out, but when he plays well, he plays well. And Colonial, he's one here. Like he's shown some form this year. He played, obviously, got all the way to the final in the match play. And then I think he popped in maybe one other event. He's 80 to one. He's priced the same as KH Lee. No offense to KH Lee. Anyway, I think that's interesting. Bryson DeChambeau is 100 to one again. Is he teeing it up this week?
1: I don't, I, I could. I could care less about Bryce <laughs> really. Guy's a bozo. You don't even care. No, I don't. I could care less.
0: Okay, Patton and Kazire, That's, who's played well here in the past, one fifty.
1: That was the guy I was thinking of. He so he was T third last year, the twenty twenty one champion. Wait, he was he the 20- 21 no, Jason Colcrack, and then he finished T third in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One fifty to one. Yeah. Is this is a week of the dog?
1: I don't know. That's, uh, that's a weird number.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay. So, that's that's I'm, I'm going to click that for consideration. You know that I'm already in on Bo Hasser. I think we've been over it. He's 250 to one this week. Don't love the fit. Um, but we'll tie off the fairway here for my boy, Bo. But you can, on tough par 70s with winning scores, like if it gets – if it's like a minus 10 or minus nine, maybe he can just chip and putt his way around. And like he chipped and putted his way around uh southern hills pretty nicely, at least until Saturday. So I imagine he can do that around colonial.
1: I, I, I do want you to know.
0: I'm nuts. I'm not nu- I'm nuts. You Are you know about it. to tell me how ridiculous I am?
1: That if you if you do this every week, if you just say like, oh, I'm taking Ball Hasser <laughs> every single week, when it hits, I'm not gonna let you take credit for it.
0: But I didn't bet him last week. (laughs) Good, good. Okay, what do we think about? Why is Kurt Kitayama two hundred fifty to one? Hasn't this guy been flashing some really nice form this year?
1: He has, but I swear people just like don't know who he is. Still,
0: okay. Those are among the, the the among the other players that that I'm considering. It's amazing how some of these numbers have just fallen off map uh, Carlos Ortiz for example being 300 to one is not something you see often he did not play well last week but um, all right well I'm in on answer I'm considering Willie Z I'm in on Munoz but I think I can get a better number than that and then I think I think you're I think Kazira at 150 is super interesting Minon on at 250, and I think Kidayama at 250 is kind of interesting, and maybe that's a first round leader um, type of bet. But, but I think you're right. You you pointed out the average age is it's going to be the opposite of the PGA setup in that sense. Even though it's a of Maxwell like we know the PGA Championship is kind of a young guys tournament that happened again uh, this year. I don't know if Justin Thomas is 30 yet, but we talked about probably getting much younger major winners this year, and already that's you know, happening with the Scheffler and then JT. Um, so I think this is one of those weeks for a few of the older guys. Um, oh, one other name I wanted to ask you about. Is this a good – what about Gary
1: Woodland? Uh, I saw his name floating around a little bit. I um... – to 50-1 –
0: Price right there with Kirk. I suppose I could be talked into Kirk too, but like Woodland seems like he has the higher ceiling and he has like extended good form and played well last week. And this, like you talk about greens and rag and being able to club down off the tee and being good on par fours and par 70s. I don't know what his colonial history is, but he was a much shorter number at. Craig Ranch, I think it was more like 35. This is a little bit stronger field, but...
1: Uh, he's played, played know, three times. Do anything for you? Yeah, kind of. He, he's played three times, missed the cut 2019, finished uh, ninth in 2020, and tied 14th in 2021. Well, I guess maybe they, yes. they might not have had the event in 2019, so it's his fourth appearance. So whether that was 2019 or 2018, whatever.
0: And plus... Okay, plus 190 is top 22. Yeah, I like So... That. I do like that. And I, lo- I do like, speaking of Chris Kirk, he's plus 200 at to top 20. So I think that's a good, that's a good range for those top 20, bus. Like I might even ride you with Brian Harmon at plus 220 and Palmer's kind of in that territory, territory too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Two great weeks in a row here on the PGA, on the PGA tour between the PGA championship and, uh, and now colonial, it's a nice little stretch spending a lot of time and, I'm reminded this time of the year how long these stretches are of Texas golf.
1: Oh, yeah. Never-ending.
0: Feels like we've been there for months months with a brief trip up to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All right, anything else you want to
1: squeeze in here? Nope, that's all I have. Go Brian Harmon.
0: Thank you, Hunter. Enjoy Colonial Country Club, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Thanks for listening on radio. If you're listening Wednesday nights at 7, anytime there's not a Tigers game, you can catch us there, and you can also catch up on all our previous episodes anytime at theticketnorthernmichigan.com. Follow us, like us, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter uh, at Great Lakes Golf Podcast. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Follow us at, at, under, at Great Lakes underscore golf. At Great Lakes underscore golf. Thank you. All right.
1: See you.